Well, hello, this is Never Seen It, a podcast about movies we haven't seen yet. My name is Trent. I'm here with my wife, Betsy. Me? You are Betsy. Holy shit, it's already time for a sequel. <laughs> uh, it is the very end of March as we are recording this, and... You know, we only had one slot left before we hop into our next uh, couple of series. And what better time to watch this movie than the mo- the weekend it comes out? Because two reasons. One, literally everyone on the internet Jesus. will not be quiet about it. And number two, because no one will be quiet about it, you have about 48 hours after this weekend before everything will be ruined for you. <laughs> yeah, and that's n- not really the reason why we do this because, shit, we- how long did we wait before we saw episode seven like a month or two after that came out i don't recall it was a while but this one just feels like there is some haste that must be made there is a fever pitch that Uh, and i'm freaking excited i don't want to wait to watch this movie betsy do you remember what the last percentage was on chapter four where it's currently sitting it was like 96 percent or some insane thing by the way we haven't actually said what we're doing yet Uh, we're (laughs) watching john wick chapter four (laughs) if you didn't see by the title of the episode which uh, okay whatever uh but yeah i'm really excited to see this one because again it is just at a fever pitch i woke up this morning it is saturday morning and the number one trending topic on Twitter is John Wick, which means everybody went to see it on Friday night. <laughs> so, again, it is, like, universally acclaimed. It is getting, like, perfect scores across the board. It's also almost three hours long. This is what I assume to be the finale of this movie series. It's and not, though. There's gonna it? be another one. Oh, good lord. Well, this feels where I'm sitting right now like it's magnum opus but it I should haven't, be I haven't watched it yet I hadn't heard they were making a fifth one but we'll talk more about that after we watch the fourth <laughs> yeah, one yeah but everything I'm hearing is just the way it looks the fucking choreography and the fight scenes yeah it just keeps upping the ante every single time and it is difficult for a movie series like this to be above 90% for all four and this is one of the rare ones that is accomplishing And I said it in the last episode when we watched chapter three, these movies just keep on getting better. And by most accounts, this is the best one, the fourth one. This is insane, which is why I'm excited about it. Because, you know, you expect it to be good, but you don't expect it to be better than its predecessor. It is going against all rules about filmmaking where you're going to phone it in for like the second and third sequel if you have a chance to do it. We were literally talking this morning about the third Mummy movie with Brendan Fraser and apparently they recast like half of the cast and it's just kind of meh. They made it to make money and it wasn't the same as the other two. Yeah, because when they made the first two, they were, it was pretty close together. Yeah. The first one came out in what, 99? It was like 99 and 2001. Yeah. And that's a pretty good, you know, frequency of, of, of uh, original to sequel. But then it wasn't until like 2008 that they came out with three. And by then everybody had moved on. Meanwhile, we're like 10 years in almost to John Wick. I think the first yeah. one came out in like 2014. And I think the first one was a surprise hit. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And nobody really figured that that the first John Wick was going to spawn this franchise. No, and we did not see any of the first three in the theater. This is going to be this our is first, the first one time, in the theater. Yeah, first time in the theater. And Betsy said it earlier today, she is most excited 
to watch this with an audience. Oh yeah, when we get into action sequences where it's just like so insane, I yeah. can't help but just go, ah! <laughs> well, like in the, in the third one, Keanu says the line, give me guns, lots of guns. Yeah. And we imagine that, oh, the entire like audience would have just cheered. The room freaks out. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm most looking forward to as far as the experience of seeing it in theater yeah. is the mutual freak out. <laughs> <laughs> the shared experience, which we haven't had with the other three. Yeah. And we loved the other three. Yeah, they're awesome. We And we watched all three of those at home. And the experiences at home are still pretty good. We have a, a fairly decent setup. We have, you know, surround sound and a big TV and nice couches and whatever else. But it's just not the same unless you're with an audience. I read one friend's review where they said, watch it on the biggest screen you possibly can. <laughs> yeah. So what do you know about it? So this is going to be the first one that there's actually a time gap because the first three happen where the second one picked up where the first left off, the third yeah. one picked up where the second left off. Yeah. But at the end of the third one, he, you know, jumped off the the edge of a building and was, we got pretty, shot. He was pretty fucked up. Yes. And <laughs> so he's he had to recover. Cover. Yeah, and like in the course of the first three movies, that all happens within the course of like, what, two weeks, three weeks? Something like that. Tops a month yeah. versus this one where he was pretty well a mess at the end of it and yeah. he is at full force in this one. Full strength. So I'm going with a few months, if not years. He's been hiding out underground. And I don't he's, know about years, but well, I, I, I think it is going to be a significant amount of it's time. It's a while. Relative to the first three. Yes, so he is back. You have Lawrence Fishburne. Larry Fish. He's back. Uh, then as far as new people, I know that Donnie Yen is in it. Donnie Yen is a guy who, has, who, who should be more famous than what he is. Really? And I hope that this serves him well yeah. because he is a this insane might, talent. This might be his last movie where he can show his real talents. God, because, I hope not, but like, we'll see. And, and I have a kind of a bone to pick with uh, Guillermo del Toro. If there's anything to be mad at him about, Donnie Yen was in the second Blade movie and was only on screen for like three scenes, only got to like jump in the air and kick a guy once, and that was it. He was criminally underused in Blade 2. But as I understand it, they use him appropriately in this yes. movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. Even just by the trailers we've seen. And then, of course, we get a Skarsgård. So this one has Bill Skarsgård in yeah, it. Yeah, the creepy one. And I don't know who else is going to pop up. I assume we're going to get some new people that I'm not aware of are in yeah. it that they've kind of kept secret. Yeah, and we're going to be introduced to more of the high table people. I think that is the focus of this movie where John Wick and his band are going after the high table to bring it down. Yeah, he wants this to be over. Yeah. Which means he basically has to kill everybody. Yeah. So that's what this movie is. He's going to kill everybody. I mean, <laughs> it's he's just... sure He's sure going to try. Yeah. Anyway, enough of all that. We're going to go to the theater and watch John Wick Chapter 4. We'll be right back.
that was chapter four of the John Wick saga. Betsy, what is your reaction to this? It's not a trilogy, a quadrilogy, the end of this. Are we yet prepared to just go right ahead and declare this the greatest action franchise of all time? Yeah. Because I'm serious. This is the rare occasion. I can't think of another single example where every single entry is above 90% and they just, they're not flawless movies, but they're pretty fucking close. Yeah. And I think this one, like my initial reaction is, yeah, it was really great. But it was so different than the last one. Like, they took it in a direction I didn't think they were going to go. Meaning, they're very serious in this movie. Well, it's and not, I wasn't prepared for that. It's not even so much that they were serious. They're all serious movies. It's just that the focal point of the last three has been Keanu Reeves. From the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. to the end, you spend every second with John Wick. And this was the first time where we have spent extensive lengths of time Mm -hmm. with other characters. Sometimes people that we have just met and never seen before in this franchise. Yeah. And we got a lot more, like I said in the the last time we covered one of these, world building. The last one, we we had one fight where the focus was not John Wick, and that was the Halle Berry character. In this one, like you said, there are some fights here that are very much focused on side characters, but my my point to what I'm saying here is I didn't have as much fun this time that I did last time. Not that it was bad. Like, the action here is still top-notch. They're still just scream-out-loud moments <laughs> uh, throughout the entire thing, but they slowed it down so often to deal with the serious consequences that are happening to all of the different characters that the action scenes were a treat on top of all of the other things that were happening. Like, I was waiting for more action stuff to happen because, like, all right, all this other stuff here, I'm really not that into right now. Like, just get back to it. If this is a steak dinner, if John Wick is the steak, we finally got some, like, vegetables and potatoes and things on the side. Yeah. And I like those things. You don't. Oh, wow. (laughs) And we're talking very literally, but also metaphorically, because in this movie, like I said, we slowed down, but it didn't feel slow. Don't don't misunderstand us, listeners. Yeah, like, yeah. this is not a slow movie for being two hours and 49 minutes. But right. it did take the time to kind of savor this other stuff and actually introduce you and flesh out uh, these new characters. Like, we met uh, the guy who is running the Continental in Osaka. Is yeah. that where that yeah. was? Osaka, Japan. So we're in Japan, and we meet a brand new character, but... There's a story there. He was barely in this movie, but you cared about him and you were invested in what was going on here. Mm-hmm. And his daughter becomes very relevant later on. Yep. You know? And Donnie Yen's character. We got these moments where we actually got to see him before we're introduced officially to him. Yeah. And we get a little bit of his backstory. And I would say that we got a lot more of that than we've gotten in the other movies. Halle right. Berry, you really didn't know much about. Remember how fucking Willem Dafoe is in the first one of these 101 right. years ago? <laughs> like, you don't know his character. You don't know anything about him. So getting to actually know some of these people, I actually really appreciated. And it gave it a lot more weight by the end of the movie. Even nobody, Mr. Nobody, who's just kind of also there, 
Yeah, he was very much. He was very much an also their character, and you don't know anything about him. You don't know his past. You don't know what he's there for other than money. But even by the end, he's just there to see it through. He just wants to see how it ends up, just like the the audience. He's just a spectator by the last sequence. Right, and he could have had millions and millions of dollars a bunch of different times, and he chose not to do it. Because it ultimately came down to he's sort of a weird reflection of part of, at least part of John's personality, because the reason he sides with John in the end is his dog was about to be shot, and sure. John chose to shoot the guy who was aiming at the dog than to shoot the guy who's trying to kill him. Sure. And that ultimately speaks more to him than $35 million. Or, or 40. Whatever, or 40 or whatever that <laughs> or whatever it was. number ended up being. And again, I, I am not trying to disparage the movie in the least bit. Some of the action sequences here are on par with everything else that we have seen in this series so far. But I don't know. Like The initial reaction that I have is this is maybe a number two. You would it is definitely two. not number one. I don't know where I would rank it overall because I think at this point I'm viewing this as such an overall story from one beginning to end. All I get four, that. It's all four parts of a whole that I just... As far as considering it the final chapter, sticking the landing, I think they did. I think they did because, you know, again, guys, if you're listening to this, understand. We expect that you've listened to this and there are spoilers, so be warned. He dies in the end. Or does he? Listen. Or does he? Listen. Let's have that conversation okay. now. Okay. So they show him on the screen. He passes out on the stairs. Which, hey, after getting shot three times... And hit by a car how many And hit times? by, like, this entire thing he's gone through. He's been through the ringer, and he's finally free. And then he can die, but did he actually die? Because they keep on saying in all of these movies, there is John Wick, and then there's just John. Mm-hmm. They buried John Wick. John Wick is dead. You're right. But You're did right. he himself... John, did he end up walking away? I know he told Ian McShane, take me home. What does that mean? Okay, so I understand that. And I fully support the theory that, yes, he might not actually be dead. I have expected because you said, oh, there is something at the credits. There's a post credit scene. Yeah. That maybe, maybe they show him kind of like a la at the end of, uh, what is it? The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Where... He's dead, except he's not. He's just free, and he's off living on a fucking island somewhere. Sure. (laughs) But the difference here with John Wick is his wife is dead. He has no children. Yes, he has that replacement dog, but he doesn't actually have anything to live for. They say it before they're going to have that duel. Man has something to live for, something to die for, something to fight for, and he has none of those things. He has none of those things, and Donnie Yen has all three. And Donnie Yen has all three. So they set it up in such a way that... Either he could die and he will be at peace Mm -hmm. or he could be living off somewhere. I support that theory entirely. But I also, as a viewer, really kind of hope that they are just closing this chapter. On John Wick himself. On John, at least on John Wick, because you don't want to drag this out. These movies have been so solid beginning to end. And 
so many action franchises just get worn the hell out of <laughs> Fast and the Furious. <laughs> uh, where they're like highs and lows. Like there's good movies and there's bad movies. And so yeah. far with this series, they're damn near perfect. Yeah. So you're saying they cannot keep this up. So let's introduce the rest of this world. Have some more characters that you're going to actually give a shit about and take it in the next direction. Not with John Wick. And we've already mentioned in the, the last episode, there's going to be a television show called, what, The Ballerinas? The Ballerinas? With Anna de Armas? I think so, yeah. And or a movie or something. Whatever. It's it's an offshoot. And we also have the daughter of the Osaka manager, who is out there for revenge at the ver- at the end credits scene. We've got her out there, too. And it's we still have the Bowery King. We still have Ian McShane. Yeah. The, the um, hotel is going to be rebuilt. So life will go on for everybody else. But John can go off and do whatever or he can lay dead. It doesn't matter. Right. And I just mean literally as a franchise. Yes, there is a world you can do prequels, sequels, offshoots, yep. whatever you want. Yeah. But John Wick, one through four, just bookend it and be done with it. Because the temptation is so great in this modern age to just uh-huh. keep making these movies yeah, to sequelize the and fuck out of everything. It would devastate me if I had to watch like John Wick six or seven and or still eight, him. and it's still him, and he's like seventy years old. You can already tell that uh, he was much slower yeah. in this movie. Uh-huh. Keanu is having uh, some difficulties because he gets his ass kicked, and he likes to do a lot of his own stunts. This is not easy work for a man of any age, let yeah. alone once you've crossed 50 and I just don't want to watch this sad old man (laughs) trying to kill bad guys and listen we're gonna get to like Indiana Jones I'm gonna have a whole diatribe about Harrison Ford at 80 doing these action movies but that's what I'm afraid of and I really really hope that they can restrain themselves and that is the success that we have had with this series yeah and if they were going to do that what I wanted out of this movie is a real end and to have the branching path be very, very clear at where this franchise is going. You feel we it got was none vague of enough. That. We got none of that. I was hoping that they were going to maybe introduce, hey, this is how we're going to do the ballerinas. They kind of did that with chapter three mm-hmm. when he went to see uh, Angelica Houston's character. And I have no idea what that's going to be or when that's going to happen, but I wanted an off-ramp from John Wick, the character. Introduce me to more of these people and let me see what the next chapter is going to be. Well, and I already heard he is involved in some capacity with the ballerina. So I think, I'm sure. I think that one's a little more either happening at the same time or slight prequel. I feel like it's a prequel, uh, but he Fine. will make an appearance. So Fine. I do know that. So it's not like we're going to, this is the end of John Wick. Like it's not, we're not cutting it off completely forever, but I'm really satisfied with this as a quartet and we can just like stop, just stop, please, please. And I'm okay (laughs) with that, but I'm so used to like the Marvel movies having this intricately written branching path where you have this going on at this time, you have this going on at that time, and it's all going in the same direction. But what I really wanted here is that off-ramp. Like, get me to the next thing and have it be very obvious that that's where we're going. And I didn't get that. Fair enough. All right. Um, So this movie is nuts. (laughs) (laughs) So 
Again, I'm just reacting to how I'm feeling here. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie, but as a fan of this franchise, I just want to know where my fandom is going next. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's actually talk about the movie here and some of the stuff that uh, we we witnessed. (laughs) And, uh, of course, we start off with uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Larry Fish, the king himself, walking in. What what was he even quoting there? Was that like a a bunch of Bible stuff or what, what was that? I don't know exactly what it's from. I'm sure if we Googled it, we could find it. It sounded really familiar. It's the abandon all hope ye who enter here. Yeah. And you just are greeted before you see John's face. He's punching a post. Yeah, he's covered in rope. He's training and he's bleeding. So his knuckles are all bloody and the stumps. And you are just greeted with this visceral thud that shakes the entire theater. Yeah. This absolute foreboding force of a man who is out for blood (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh, of course larry fish walks in with the final line you are now in the presence of the motherfucking king (laughs) (laughs) and he keeps handing him suits through this movie he starts at the beginning and he's there's another bookend where he gives him one near the end yes and i love the the idea of yeah you gotta look your best when you go to a wedding or your own burial Yep, get married or buried, he says. Yeah, which, hey, that's foreshadowing. It's true. Maybe he got buried in that suit, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they, we said it in the intro, there was one unresolved thing yeah, from the third one, which we was right. his wedding ring. Yep. And the first sequence is him chasing down that dude in the middle of the desert to get God. his ring back. Betsy, this is, th- this whole movie could be a fucking Western. It is a modern Western. This one absolutely has many more really on-the-nose Western nods. Yeah, he's out in the fucking desert chasing after these guys on horseback. It might as well have been a Western. Well, in this scene, the guy says, I don't have your ring anymore. It's gone. That's over. So it's basically... Again, metaphorically closing that part of his life. The sure. man who he was when he you was married. You can get that back. All that evidence is gone. Yeah. And the whole running theme is this is who you are. This John Wick, this version, the yep. guy who goes out and kills everybody. Yeah. That's John Wick. Not the married guy. Not any of that. Even though he says, that's what I want on my tombstone. I wanted to right. say loving husband. Well, and like even when he was talking with Donnie Yen at the church, Donnie Yen says, the dead are gone. You, they're not hearing you when you talk to them. Mm-hmm. So you need to let this go. But yeah, there's a lot of things in this movie telling you kind of where yeah. this is going. And even the last line from John Wick saying, you know, some people cling to death and some keep people cling to life. He's the one clinging to life, hoping to be dead. And that's exactly what happens, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm with, with you. I think he is dead, but I'm leaving open the possibility that they allow him to live in this universe, whether or not he's actually going to be alive in the timeline for a future movie. Like he just might show up for two seconds. (laughs) Hey guys. (laughs) No, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, But yes, in the desert, he kills uh, what they call him the elder. Something like that. Yeah. He's an elder of the high table. Maybe he, I don't think he's actually a member of the high table or maybe he's just an advisor to them. I have no idea. Well, understand apart from that woman and then her brother in the second one we didn't meet any member of the high table right we don't know what that is like so there is still so much universe that we have not explored right and like what i figured was going to happen here was yeah john is going to go after the high table and dismantle this entire network and just 
put Ian McShane, McShane in charge. But that's what's so great about this franchise is it's so singularly focused. Yeah. He started this because they killed his dog. Right. This is all about just leave me the fuck alone. I just wanted to be this dude with my dog and you couldn't leave me alone. Yeah. And so now I'm going to take you all down. And the only way he's going to get peace is that he dies and he can be with his wife. Indeed. Uh, but we move on after he uh, kills the elder. Uh, we cut over to the Continental in New York. And there's a guy uh, that goes by Harbinger. Which, of course, I only know exactly one use of the word Harbinger, and it's Harbinger of Death. Indeed. So he is like a messenger from the high table. He shows up to condemn the Continental in New York. He gives him one hour. Uh, like, this is the decree from the high table. This place will be destroyed. You need to get out. And they clear out everybody. And they go talk to the Marquis, another the Marquis, new character. Which is the Bill Skarsgård character. Which, I mean, I don't know much about him as an actor he's putting on an accent here is he not right so he's one of the scars guards obviously uh-huh, so uh-huh. he's he is not french he is playing a frenchman i don't know he just sounded kind of strange he was Ma- doing a weird french accent which it was it was not very over no. the top it was just like a little bit he was yeah. doing enough so you know he's supposed to be French. And I don't hear a lot of French speakers that often, so that was just weird to me. But yeah, the hour is up, the building blows up, and uh, the elephant in the room we didn't mention in the intro. Lance Reddick. Uh, this was definitely his final one because sadly he passed away just in this past week. Yeah, it was about a week before this movie came out. That It just sort of, I don't even know how he died, but it was very they sudden. Said. They haven't said. Yeah, they haven't said. All they said was just natural causes. He was only 60. Yeah, and in this movie, he is standing by. He's the concierge of the hotel. Yeah, he's yeah. standing by the manager and he goes with him to this meeting. And he's allowed to have his one acting moment where he can defend him self and the 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 continental continental and and his manager and everything else and he's the one that pays the price he's punished and he dies but it's kind of an emotional moment watching it now that we know he's gone right he's like holding his hand and he says something to the effect of it's It's been been a pleasure an honor Yeah. yeah and it's kind of one of those things where it's sad but it's also really nice because he got that moment yeah it's been nice to see the response people have been having to him as an yeah, actor. I yeah. didn't actually see. Did they put the dedication? I might have been looking away no, from the screen. No, I heard that they were going to try to scramble and redo the credits to put in a dedication to Lance Reddick in the credits, but I didn't see it. Maybe at, they, at least in the print that we watched. Maybe they'll have to be rolling it out a little at a time. Or maybe they'll just wait for the DVD release or I'm whatever. sure it'll end up there anyway. But yeah. but yeah, they put the punishment on him and let the manager live because then the perception is either he's a coward or what was the other thing he said? A turncoat. A turncoat. And of course, that's exactly what he is. He's ready to take down the high table. Hell he's high aggrieved. Water. He is aggrieved. <laughs> <laughs> and man, I, I love Ian McShane. Mainly, it's, it's about 80% just his voice. I just love a man with a voice like that. 
<laughs> you know, the one thing I will say, it was weird to see him next to Bill Skarsgård, who's like nine feet tall, because it just made Ian McShane look like this very small man. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He's really not. He's not. He's probably he's just, my height. He's just like a little bit shorter in stature. But the Skarsgårds but... are like monsters. They're like yes. six, four, six, five. Yeah, all they're of all them. like tall Norwegians or what are they? Swedes, I think. Swedes, yeah. Yeah. And there's so many. There's a new one popping up every year or so. Right. <laughs> no, genuinely, there are seven sons in this family. Jesus. Yeah. And you already had Alexander. Now you got Bill. There's a new one that's apparently about to make his big movie debut. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we have this meaning. We see the Continental literally blow up in the background. They implode the damn thing. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't collapse, though. You're right. They, they blow just, it up. They blow it up, and it's a big stone building, so the outside's still good. Good yeah. foundations. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they made those buildings to last. I, and then from there, uh, we cut over to Paris, where Donnie Yen is brought in to meet the Marquis, and, and the Marquis is basically bringing him in, even though he thought he was retired. And says, you need to go and do this thing. Once you're in, you're always in. And I can end you and I can end your daughter. Yeah, he had kind of the same deal as John Wick. But instead of killing lots and lots and lots of people, he basically cut out his own vision. And he just has to get summoned once in a while. I guess. I don't know how that works. But. Uh, he's not entirely out. Like, he even says, I'm out. And they're like, no, no, we have a name. You come, you do your job. That's how this works. And we leave you alone and we leave your daughter alone. But if you don't do this, we'll kill your daughter. It's pretty simple. And of course, this is the second time you and I have watched a movie in recent memory with Donnie Yen as a blind man. Because we just recently yeah. rewatched Rogue One, mm-hmm. where he plays a blind man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, maybe he just took some of those skills uh, to heart and brought them over to this John Wick movie. I don't know. Or maybe the it's filmmakers watched that and were yeah. like, you know who'd be good in John Wick? <laughs> well, jo- uh, fucking Donnie Yen would be good in anything. But So do we need to watch It Man? Do we need to watch those movies? I don't know. I kind of feel like after watching this, I understand the appreciation appreciation for Donnie Yen. I f- am fully satisfied with the amount of Donnie Yen in this movie is plenty. It was plenty. great. It was yeah. so good. And yes, it's <laughs> he also brought like the comedic timing to this movie. Yeah. He had the funniest fight moments. There were definitely some gems in there. There's a, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to some of the fight scenes, but yes, I agree. And then right after uh, we meet Donnie Yen, we cut over to Osaka. Uh, this is the Continental in Osaka, where we get a scene of the Mr. Nobody checking into the hotel with his dog. It's revealed that the concierge at the, at the desk is the daughter of the manager, and the manager and John Wick have a history. And the news is spreading that the New York Continental was just destroyed because they helped John Wick. So, they have a history. The daughter does not know that John Wick is actually there. She just tells her dad, don't fuck around with this guy because everything he touches is bad. Exactly. So the ramifications are coming very swift from the high table if you help John Wick in any way. Right. And of course, it happens very quickly here, too, because the mark. I don't understand exactly what the deal with the marquee is, because they basically say the high table designated this guy and he's got carte blanche to do whatever he needs. Yeah. 
but we don't really get a full explanation as to why or how. We it don't. doesn't really matter, but me being the curious sort. <laughs> it's easier than actually introducing a real member of the high table and getting their backstory. I suppose. No, let's just hire this fucking goon. We have to outsource this once again. So yeah, he sends people to the Continental there and they're like, oh, we believe that John Wick is here and we need to search the premises, etc." Let me see the manager. And it turns into this big fucking fight between the Japanese guys running the hotel, this group of dudes who are just international goons. Yeah, we have that uh, first confrontation in the lobby uh, where the manager says to the goons who show up, uh, he says, fools talk, cowards are silent, and wise man listen. I really liked that. There are a lot of philosophical nuggets throughout these movies. It is. And uh, some of them are like the text on screen. I love the fact that they're, that they kept that going. We even skipped over when Donnie Yen gets the Braille card with John Wick's name on it. And it's just revealed a little bit as he's putting his hand over it. It says the last part first, Wick. And you know what the rest of it and says. And he stops yeah. because he knows it what stops. the first name is. And so does the text on screen. I love that moment. But yes, we have the big fight in the lobby where they cut the lights. We have people with bows and arrows and samurai swords and all sorts of shit coming out. Yeah, there's guns and swords and arrows and fists. And it's just carnage like it was at the end of the third one. But I like how they customize the SWAT team from New York to this one. So it's yeah. different. And it's just this subtle thing that the costumers did mm -hmm. where the pants are more like Japanese style mm -hmm. pants and they have these and like the kabuki are, masks. Yeah, the masks are yeah. unique for this area. Yeah. Yeah, but they're the same uniforms otherwise. It's just this really subtle touch to really, again, expand how multicultural this world is. Because it is an entire world. It is the globe around, yeah. yes. We also, we see Donnie Yen show up with these goons and he and the manager there have a history themselves. And again, Donnie Yen keeps on saying, I'm going to keep on calling him Donnie Yen because Kane is a bad name for him. <laughs> um, but Kane shows up and says, I don't, he basically keeps on saying, I don't want to do this. I'm sorry. I have to be here. I don't yeah. want to be here. I don't want to be here, but I'm going to kick your ass because I have to mm -hmm. for family. My daughter is involved here and I have to. And everybody else seems to be okay with that. Well, and he disappears and you don't even really notice. You don't think yes. about it. And the next time we see him, he's just eating a bowl of he's ramen. He's slurping noodles in the dark <laughs> corner. <laughs> yep. And everybody's like, you're going to get off your ass and help. And he's just like, <sighs> and he oh, kind of fine. just like shuffles over. Do my job. <laughs> Kick the ass of everybody in here. And yeah, like you said, in in this moment here, he's doing something very unique that you would never think about in any other context. He's blind. He doesn't know anything in this room. He doesn't he, know his surroundings. He doesn't know his surroundings. So he gets the lay of the land as much as he can, puts little motion sensing doorbells on <laughs> different parts of the the uh, geography in here and yeah as people come in he can react to them being there and knock them out and of course you don't know what they are he's just like reaching into his no. pocket and slapping these little things like are these like bombs yeah, are, what are these they? and then the first time somebody walks by you just hear silence in the room and ding, ding dong, dong. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's one of the greatest laugh moments in one of these movies. It's really good. Definitely. And then it just kind of keeps building and building. And then there's yet another glass room. Trent, there's always these eccentric glass rooms in these movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, the Continental apparently also keeps just a museum. Yeah. In their space. Of like killing implements and like armor. And yeah. Yeah. Why not? I also love when the the manager walks by the people who are just at the table, like playing cards or whatever. They said, uh, we have some guests, so uh, make sure to greet them properly or show them hospitality. That's that's the word. The refrigerator. And they open up the fridges weapons. and it's full of weapons. <laughs> and I knew that was what was in there. <laughs> yeah, there's a moment in here because, of course, John Wick is trying to get in, he gets involved in the fight and he has to kind of go out the way he came back, yes. came in. Every time he runs out of bullets, how he throws <laughs> his guns. Yes. I He has done that, I think, in every one of these movies. And it is just my favorite thing. Like his improvised fight style yeah. where he just chucks whatever's in his hands. <laughs> and that's the thing about these, these fodder enemies. Like... Like thinking about a video game, because that's exactly kind of what the inspiration is with these movies. He's just throwing whatever he has at them until he can get reloaded with another gun. Pick something and up. all of these guys, like the guys in the suits and the guys in the armor, you can't just shoot them. They have to be shot and or stabbed Incapacitated. In, the soft, in the soft areas that are not armored. All of these guys in the suits, they're all armored. And the only way to kill them is to shoot them in the head. It's like a fucking zombie movie. <laughs> yeah, every single person in this movie, it takes a lot to bring them down. Yeah. I was watching you play a video game the other day, and you had to shoot a guy in the head, and they didn't die. And then you had to shoot them again and again and again. It's like, this. that's what it's like watching this movie. Yeah. Where the enemies don't just die with a single shot. Like, if they're above the lowest level of enemy right. it takes several hits and he uses everything at his disposal he has like a big rifle he has every handgun in the room yeah. a sword nunchucks he's pretty good with those nunchucks <laughs> and that's mostly really keanu reeves yeah so again having to train with a thing that he probably hadn't used mm -hmm. up until this movie the one thing I will say about this scene, this is the fight scene that went on too long, I think. The nunchucks with uh, all these guys coming in, guys in the suits, guys in the armor, guys in the suits, guys in the armor, keep coming in until Kane comes in and they just keep on fighting. It's the fine balance between you need to understand just how many people are after him. Yeah that he has to defeat and making it compelling without making it boring. Like yeah, you start it's definitely losing, not boring. You start losing interest. And I understand because the same thing kind of happened in the third one where it was like the the low-level goons, then a step up, and then yeah. the final boss battle. And this was sort of like that where it mm -hmm. was just like, here's a whole bunch of fodder, and then we get to Donnie Yen. Yeah. But then Mr. Nobody shows up, he breaks up the fight. Yeah, he interrupts everybody, and then everybody goes their separate ways. But before we move on, there's one little moment here that we skipped over, and it's in the fight outside of where John Wick is. The daughter and the father are down below fighting other other enemies, and the daughter is fucking kick-ass. She's so great. <laughs> and there's a moment here where she's fighting a really big guy near the end of her sequence where she just can't shoot the guy, so she pulls out her knives. Two of and, them. And I think she first stabs him in the feet. 
and then he's trying to crawl away up the stairs and she is literally climbing him, the back of him, with the knives. Stabbing him with knives, crawling up his back yeah. while he crawls up the stairs. So that she can stab him in the I, neck. I have never seen somebody do that in a movie where they are climbing up a human with Because knives. you never have these like oppositely like sized people fighting each other. Rarely. Yeah. I, I just had to, to talk about that one because, again, it was very unique. That's the thing about these movies. All of these fight scenes are ones I've never seen before. They are trying to be as memorable and new and fresh as they could possibly come up with. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, John Wick escapes out of the building. There's a few guys outside, but those are kind of nothing. But then Mr. Nobody shows up and points the gun at him, doesn't shoot him, and he... And, and John Wick asks him, are you a tracker? And that's a term we hadn't heard before. In, Again, in these another movies. piece of information we're just learning. Right. Like there are bounty hunters, but then there are really, really good bounty hunters, but maybe not good fighters. I don't know. Yeah. I think his strength is just finding people. Yeah. He can find them. It's not his favorite thing to kill them, though. Sure. But like he pulls out his phone and John Wick asks okay, so how much is it up to now? Like, like it matters. And he says, not enough. Yeah. Not enough. Well, and he had like his little notes. He had his little notebook, all his information he's been using to find his little where he doodles. is. And he's got this tracking system of like 18 million, 20, 22. Uh-huh. And he crosses off. He's like, oh, interesting. And it's 18 million. And he crosses it off. Right. And up at the top, it's his 50 million. That's his number. That's his goal. And he keeps crossing off as the number goes higher. But what he's willing to do is $50 million. He will take somebody out. My hmm. suspicion is he maybe doesn't actually kill anybody. Like, yeah. he's more defensive than anything. Well, like they say, his title is a tracker. Yeah. He reports in to maybe other people and maybe he gets a finder's fee. Right. He can help you find them, but he won't help you kill them. That's why he has a dog to do that for him. Right. And he says to John Wick, hey, we're in this together. I'm going to need you to do better. You need to stay healthy. (laughs) Or like in this case, he's probably hoping that he does stay alive because then the number keeps on going up. He wants to drive the rates. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yes, we have uh, another fight between the manager and Donnie Yen in this Japanese garden thing. This was a fantastic sequence in that... It, it's kind of like that finale of Kill Bill Volume 1 yeah. where they're in this really, like, nature... It's a nature area. All you hear is the sound of, like, the water. Yeah, the water. They cut the music entirely, and they just have this fight with swords with mm-hmm. no music. Yep. And it's so effective. Like, this movie and all of these movies use silence so effectively. Yeah, and, and I've never seen, like, a Kurosawa movie where those are all, like, extremely stylized. We're going to have to get to one of and those. I, and I, I have to imagine, like, some of this was inspired by that. Definitely. Because you're not going to get these people on screen ever again like this. So you might as well do your best. Well, and this is the first real, like, sword fight that we've kind of had. Yeah. Like, John has wielded a sword. Sure. But it's never exclusively been a sword fight. It's not fight. his thing. It's not his thing. He, he likes pistols. He likes guns. <laughs> Lots of guns. And the whole time, Kane is like, I don't want to do this. They're very similar guys. They're both under the table. They both have daughters they want to take care of. They want to get out of this life, but they understand how it works. And even Donnie Yen has him beat. And he says, 
you don't have to do this. Just stop. You have, just you have to protect your daughter, take care of your daughter. And he says, I am by trying to kill you. And of course he dies. Yeah. Cain kills him. Yeah. And he tells the daughter, I'll be waiting for you. Get out of here. Right. But I'll be waiting for you. Right. Don't try it. Do not try to pull up uh, no. to, to, to uh, pick up that sword and try to kill me now. Now is not because the time. I will kill you. Yeah. I have the complete advantage here, but I know you're going to be coming after me later. Yeah. Yeah. So get out of here, girl. Go mourn your father and you'll see me later. And she has a moment where she gets on the train and meets up with John and says, yeah, who was that guy? Yeah. Because you need to go kill him. And if you don't, I will. Yep. But then, of course, after this, we get Betsy's favorite scene where the tracker meets up with the marquee and they have their little uh, negotiation, let's say. Uh, if you mean by my favorite scene where he stabs him in the hand and tells him there's two ways to remove that knife and mm-hmm. he chooses the really awful way. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> that, that proves that he's all in. Oh, God. Yeah. He says <laughs> you can pull that knife out or you can leave the knife and move your hand. Right. He chooses the hand. <laughs> I can't look yes. at shit like that, Trent. Oh, that was horrific. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they have their little meaning. Then... John Wick ends up back in New York and meets up with Winston and they're they're hatching this plan for them to use like a very arcane rule within this organization. This where, whole entity is all about the fucking rules. Right, and there's some like fine print rule where if your family quote unquote is in the high table, they can recommend you, and it's it's a big, complicated thing. I don't want to get into all of that, this but was... basically there's a loophole where they can say, okay, if you choose a person to duel against, again, back to a fucking Western, uh, like pistols at dawn kind of a thing, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but yeah, he can choose his opponent. You're going to have a meeting later, and you can choose the terms, but you can demand whatever it is that you want, as the result of this duel. And winner take all. Yeah, winner take all. And of course, he before he can actually do that, he has to go to Germany, go to uh, Berlin, they say, and he has to meet up with the people that he, like, grew up with. So, yeah, he was in the third one. We found out he has this family. He was an orphan. In Belarus. In Belarus. He was adopted by this family, and he has a ticket, quote-unquote. Yeah. And they will tear the ticket to help him, but once they do that, he's not a part of the family anymore. Right. So the only way he can get to the marquee is if his family sponsors him, but right. he has to be readmitted to the family. Right, and essentially he has to do a favor to this to the head of this this group. Katya was her name. By the way, that actress, you know her from probably one other thing. Uh, at least two. Two? She was in Game of Thrones and she's in Harry Potter. Oh, God. Okay, Game of Thrones is what I know her okay. from. Okay, well, you know her from Game of Thrones. Most okay. people know her from Harry okay, Potter. Okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, so they hash this plan after he's, like, fucking strung up in a noose. And, like, being stre- it almost looked like he was being stretched. Like, yeah. by the neck and by the feet. Because his hands and feet were tied down. Okay, I, I could barely see his feet, so. It, it looked like he was being stretched, like you said. Jeez. Um, but yeah, they hashed this plan because her father was murdered by this guy who runs this place. And again, it was really convoluted and weird. It's the thing where they're giving you enough to know what's going on, but not enough to really care that much. Yeah. So like, we just needed a reason for another 
reason. Another shootout, really. And this is the part of the movie that bothered me because the guy that he has to go kill is a fucking Bond villain. He's a cartoon character. It's this dude who's probably actually really handsome in a fat suit. Yep. With gold teeth. I could get on board with the gold teeth and I understand you want him to be able to fight with John. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a skinny dude in a fat suit. Yep. But did we have Who to go there? Who also has asthma. Like, it was just so cartoonish that it yeah. was distracting. When right. the posters came out for this and he was on one, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, how does he fit into this world? If I have one real gripe about any of these movies, it is that. I would have been fine with it if it was just the poker match. That's it. And he didn't get out of his chair and he got killed in his chair. That's what That would have been fine. Yeah. You can be a weird looking fucker. But... The fact that he got up, was running around, using his asthma medication, and really getting in there and fighting with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you, but again, I think it would have been much, much better if he didn't actually get up and fight. Yeah, I didn't mind that sequence because I actually really liked that because they all end up there. So Kane kind of has a feeling where he's going to go, and nobody has been paid to kill him, so the three of them are all yeah. sitting in there and the guy at the table says, oh, we've got an interesting situation. You right. want to kill him and you want to kill him and I want to kill him. Right, and all that entire thing was very contrived. I did not like the setup for that. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> but I get how you get out of it by having him cheat and he's the one who wins, quote unquote. But in the end, everybody just pulls out their guns and starts firing. And you knew it was just building the tension until the fight started. It was just kind of a cheap thing, though. Yeah, if there's any problem with this movie, it's this sequence. But when he goes out into the club, like the music, the fucking German dance club techno. You know what this scene reminded me of? We literally just mentioned this b before we started. Was it the blood rave in Blade? No, <laughs> no. It was another movie we mentioned before we even sat down here. The scene in Collapse. Yeah! Where Tom Cruise is in the club going after this guy and there's a fuckload of people surrounding him. And it's just chaos it's and It's just chaos around. and everything. Now, okay, one thing that I want to say about the entirety of all four movies. All of this gunfire, all of this fighting is not enough to have people running for the exits. People are just dancing around them, not reacting to what is going on around them. You cannot not hear what is going on. Okay. I will, it, <laughs> I will make a couple comments. This is the middle of the night in Berlin in a nightclub. You're saying everybody's high out of their gourds. I'm saying everybody is high out of their gourds. <laughs> because some of them do react. They kind of look over and they're like, oh, look, something's happening. And then they just start dancing again. And of course, that's just that one scene. When they go to the streets of Paris and... They're having the fight out in the traffic. Nobody's reacting to that either. There are people like having drinks or a meal outside at night and they're all sitting on the, in those chairs. They don't move. They are still French. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Do they not know what guns are? <laughs> I, I get your point. I think it's just kind of adding to that. This is not just a club. This is a club owned by that guy. Oh, it's like an every every other this night occurrence. This is like an everyday occurrence. These people are just there for the fun and they don't give oh, a shit. God. Also, did you notice this was something I was remarking on? When they first show this dude, he's got these lights behind him. Uh-huh. It looked like the fucking throne from Game of Thrones. 
It looked like the Iron Throne made out of lights. There were a couple of those. There was something else in the background in one of the fights where I thought maybe somebody was going to be thrown on top of these spikes, but they were actual spikes. No, this was just lights. It was just a comment on how it looked Yeah, you're right, you're right. But yeah, it was a weird environment. I think the club scenes were really good. The water pouring everywhere was very impractical, but it looked cool. I liked it was that thing where there's a waterfall, but as you approach, the water stops and lets you through. Yeah. (laughs) Just this arbitrary thing. They just wanted another excuse for him to fight a dude in a waterfall. John Wick gets wet a lot. He does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And of course he wins because he's going to win. But this was a very visceral thing. He shoves the guy off the flight of stairs and he cracks his head open. And of course he pulls out one of his teeth as proof. He punches out one of his teeth. True. Uh, He brings it back as proof of death to uh, the, the Katya. The family. And then comes the... What is it? Flesh tribute? I don't know what you would want to call that. I think they said it's the crest. The family crest is branded onto you. That's right. Because he mentioned it before, like when he's still in the noose, he says, what about the crest? And then she says, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Well, first things first. We're not going to really cover (laughs) what that is, because if I tell you, you may now go and do this thing. (laughs) Yeah. But it all works according to plan. He gets his challenge. They agree to meet. And then they're in front of the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, not only did this scene look really cool with, like, the mirror table and it being, like, kind of, like, in a... It's not really foggy, but very cloudy day. It was a a weird kind of a, a look for this. The whole movie looks great. But this, there's a lot of mirrors. There's a lot of things about light we could talk about in a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, they have these terms. And it's there's even like a, a, a an element of chance to what these terms are. You can't just demand these terms and you have to agree or disagree. You get to say your term. You have, what is it, like 10 like glass plates where they have a number on the other side of them and... High card wins. And the high the high card is what whoever gets what they want. Just by chance. And you don't know what's in front of you. You don't know what these numbers are. You just have to pick one and hope that it's the higher number, I guess. But what is it? Uh, they have to say when, where... Weapons. Um, weapons. Any other caveats, I think. Like no said. quarter. Yeah, I, I know that word. I don't exactly know what it means. Basically, I think... If you lose, you will die. Oh, yeah. There you I go. I think that's what that means. Yeah. No, you won't get to live. If right. you like, say, I, I give up, you know, yeah. they'll still kill you. <laughs> right. And then, of course, the Marquis doesn't want to do it himself. So he nominates Kane. He's like, I have the right to say someone else has to fight for yeah. me. It's trial by combat in a different uh, guise. And, of course, when they walk away, they've made all the terms. They John walks away and Kane goes, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, of course, they got him under his thumb. He's going to do it. Otherwise, his daughter is going to suffer and blah, blah, blah. So, of course, he's going to do it. But before we get to Dawn, because this is when the shootout is going to happen, John Wick has some work to do down in the underground. So, I don't know where he gets this little token. 
I thought Winston handed it to him. Made sense. But yeah, he goes into the underground, gives it to a homeless guy, and here's the Bowery King opening up a branch office in Paris. He's <laughs> branching out, he said. <laughs> I wish that Larry Fish was in more more scenes. Honestly, I was kind of secretly, not so secretly hoping they had the equivalent of him in France, and it was Jean Renault. Oh, That's okay. what I wanted. No, <laughs> no. Because if you have Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves, you're going to want to have them on screen as much as you can. I get that, but I'm just saying there seems to be a counterpart to every person. You're right. At other parts of Maybe the world. Maybe in future movies. I'm just saying <laughs> it would have been the time and the place if we wanted to have someone like Jean Renaud. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you even said it, French. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, they, the Marquis basically says... Well, you know, it's really hard for a guy to get to the duel at 6 a.m. if right. maybe he's not alive. Because it's basically sundown as this meeting is happening. Mm-hmm. He goes underground, it becomes nighttime, and the Marquis ups the bounty yet again. And they have this weird underground radio network in in Paris where all of the assassins tune into the radio at the same time every night. This is the thing. I feel like it's literally just a regular radio station that anybody can pick up on because yeah. she's speaking in code. Of course. But yeah, she's just like, all you lucky listeners out there. Because we've also, got, we've who got, listens to the radio anymore? We've got someone who's been a bad, bad man. man a wicked, in, a wicked man, right. she keeps the calling him. man in black. Yep. Yeah. Wick, wicked. Wick, yeah. <laughs> and dedicating songs to him. And it's just like, go to the races with you. Yeah, and this DJ is also putting on uh, tributes, uh, tribute songs. The first one being Nowhere to Run. Nowhere because to of run. Because of course, of course. And this is where I think the, this movie was lacking a little bit of fun. This is where they fart, they start doing it again because you have this, you have the fights out in the street where people are being ping-ponged between cars. You have the guy loading up with um, the uh, fire shots, uh, fire shotgun. It's called a dragon breath shells. Oh yeah, it kind of explodes. That's, into yeah, that's flames. that's later. Yeah. But yeah, it's all these guys getting ready to go after John Wick. And yeah, this was the best part of the it's, movie. It's the end of number one again, where everybody is after him all at the same time. Or end of number two, I suppose that yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but. We get through the first like round of people fighting him in the street where John Wick gets uh, some fucking muscle cars again. Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, he starts at like some little area near the Eiffel Tower uh-huh. at some cafe. And yeah, is that the same car? It looks pretty fucking close. It is similar. It is not the same car, of course, but there's a curious number of American muscle cars in Paris for some <laughs> reason, all in the same place. Yeah. Because that's how things work. <laughs> this is not Fast and the Furious where you're going to find a whole bunch of this stuff. No, but it doesn't matter anyway because despite being hit by a car like three times uh-huh. here, he still gets in the car and gets away. Yeah, he escapes to some building. I don't know what it's it was. It's the Arc de Triomphe. So this is an area you'll notice they had that kind of far away shot where it's uh-huh. a big circle and all of the roads sort of lead to it. This is the busiest 
traffic area in Paris. Yes. Okay. You can get to the Arc de Triomphe underground. There's like a stairwell across the street. You can go down and under so tourists can take a look. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, you can't cross the street here. It's just, sure. it's a giant roundabout. Right. And this was fucking insane. <laughs> every car is coming every which way. He's driving against the flow of traffic. Everybody's being pinged around. <laughs> Just yeah. being hit by a car here, hit by a motorcycle there, up, over, under, through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after all of that, we get to this other building where he's trying to take sanctuary. And then probably the coolest thing in this entire yes. movie is happening here. Not only does he take the shotgun with all the fire shells from somebody, but slowly the camera starts going up. And starts being an overhead shot, seeing John Wick do his business to everybody around him. You have no, like, ceiling to everything. You can see into every single room. And, yeah, it is probably the coolest thing they have done in any of these movies. And, again, that's another kind of callback to something like Kill Bill, where yes. you have that shot at the club before her big final fight scene. Mm -hmm. So this is a very Tarantino kind of move. So this director is definitely winking and nodding to other filmmakers who have made these kind of movies in the past. Yeah, and I'll say one more thing for the fucking video game nerds out there, and you're not gonna know this reference, I barely know this reference, but there is a video game called Hotline Miami, where it is literally just this. It is an overhead shot. You are a dude who is breaking into rooms and just either throwing melee weapons or like hitting people with bats or like shooting them with a shotgun. You have literal split seconds in order to react and kill people in each of these rooms and like using the environment around you. It's, extremely stylized and it's done almost exactly like this nice yeah, yeah there's a lot of video games like the early form of video games that were like that where they didn't know how to do lateral movement very well yet but in an expansive game you could do those little like grids where it's like here's a room there's a room and it was right. kind of these overhead or like three quarter shots yeah so yeah again a lot of influences in culture to other things but you're right this sequence it goes on for a while yep. and you see people coming up the stairs and falling through holes and there's papers and mirrors smashing and a guy starts on fire. <laughs> well, yeah. And like all these like muzzle flashes of these fire shells going off in people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely by far the best part of this movie. It was very cool. Visually anyway. And yeah, it only ends because nobody shows up and yeah. he's finally been swayed. The number is high enough. Yeah. He is going to take him out. But like I said earlier, they have this confrontation and they're sort of wrestling, but the other guy from before comes back and he's about to kill the dog. Yeah. And John prioritizes the number two. killing that guy as opposed to killing the dude who's trying to kill him right? because of that dog. That is the only reason. Sure. And yeah, there is there a dog in every single one of these? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dogs are really important. I was <laughs> I was going to be so mad if they killed that dog in that, that scene. That dog got hit by a car. He threw the dog into a windshield. And yeah. I was like, and the whimper, and I was like, no, don't kill the dog. <laughs> but then he was very fine. He was growling. And it's like, okay, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you should give the dog one of those suits. Yes. <laughs> 
But again, he keeps getting out, he keeps getting out, he keeps getting out. He gets away from there, he gets to uh, the area where Sacre-Cœur is. It's up on the top of the hill in Montmartre. So it is elevated and you can see kind of this 360 view of Paris from there. Right, and we're also getting like the play-by-play commentary by the DJ, yep. who is, I guess, getting like field reports from people who are also trying to kill him. Who, by the way, their offices are in the Eiffel Tower. Right. <laughs> Just uh, to put that great out touch, there. Great touch, great <laughs> touch. Uh, but yeah, they're getting the, the reports back and she's just commentating on what's happening. And she says, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it up those 222 steps. It's a lot of stairs. And I imagine... That is real. I mean, it is. I've, I've, I've been there. I've not been to Paris. You have. I have. And yeah, I think we did those stairs all the way up to the tippy top. And yeah. it takes some effort on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and John just, Wick has just, to do it three times. After having been hit by a car and falling out a window I'm and not, being kicked and punched. And not sleeping, by the way. And not sleeping. He hasn't slept for some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's trying to get up the stairs. And of course, it's like a fucking video game. You have to beat these guys yep. to get to your goal and he gets to the top only to be kicked to the bottom this poor stunt man had to roll down like 200 stairs <laughs> to the bottom because that little flat area isn't very far it's steps a couple of feet yep. steps a couple of feet and he went down three of those right. just about to get up and he falls down the rest Awards for that stuntman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are so many stuntmen in the credits here. We stayed through the entire thing, and wow, there were hundreds of people having to do with stunts. Yeah, yeah. I said it before. I will continue to say it. When will the Academy put out an award for this group of people? Yeah. Because this movie would be god-awful if there were no effective stunts, and it's all stunts. It's amazing. And people are really throwing their bodies down the stairs and really falling out of windows. Yeah. But yes, after like the, like the second time that he goes up there and falls down again, uh, Donnie Yen shows up because he also has to be at this meeting at 6.03 in the morning. He's like, I'm not putting up with this nonsense. Yeah. Get your ass up. Get uh, up the fucking stairs. So they work together to go all the way up to the, up to the stairs. The, the number two guy also shows up and gets his nuts bit off by the dog. <laughs> um, he gets killed and they finally make it to the final confrontation. Yeah, all three of them. Nobody is there. Kane is there. They yep. all make it to the top yep. right as the sun comes up. Everybody has their one little drink and they say their ritual r- ritual thing. And we're going to have a duel. Yeah, and it's this sequence of the movie that is most like a Western. When he hits those stairs, yeah. the music cue completely yes. changes. Yes. And it turns into this twangy guitar kind of yep. thing. You got a fucking spaghetti Western happening here. Yeah, and then when they get up to the top and the duel's about to start, you literally hear that. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the tumbleweed to go by. Yeah, and it was a full-on shootout where... They take their 30 paces mm-hmm. and they, have they start one sh- bullet. Yep. And they say the rules are we're going to do 30 paces. Everybody shoots. If nobody is dead, we take 10 paces closer. We shoot again and we mm-hmm. just keep doing that until someone dies. Yep. Oh, and one other, one other uh, detail about this. After they get there, they take their coats off, they take their vest off, and all of the little bullets fall out of their coats onto the ground. In their ballistic suits. Yeah. <laughs> you just hear ping, 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 ping <laughs> as he takes off his vest and jacket. 
and it's done without any kind of like reference to it whatsoever. Everybody's used to it's this. It's so matter of Everybody's fact used for to them, this. <laughs> but it's hilarious to us. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so they go through the uh, the duel. Uh, they both wing each other the first time. The second time, Donnie Yen gets shot in the gut, and John Wick gets shot in the shoulder. The third time is the big fake out because John gets shot in the belly. He doesn't fire his gun. And he doesn't fire his gun. You just figure that he missed. He doesn't miss. No, I I said, I was like, I don't think he fired his gun. I didn't hear two gunshots. <laughs> but <laughs> because the Marquis is an arrogant piece of shit, yeah. he's like, no, no, he's down. I will kill him. I right. will get the final shot. <laughs> he's, I'm, I'm playing it up. He's not quite that French. <laughs> But Winston, being Winston, says, you arrogant asshole, yeah. he didn't fire his gun. But he is now so close to him to get that final shot that John just takes him out. Yeah, Marquis comes up and says, I want to do the coup de gras," and points the gun at him saying, ha ha ha, rules, I don't care about your stupid rules. And that's where Winston does his line and Keanu takes his shot saying, consequences, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He should have. He should have said that. Yeah, and the harbinger says, "All right, John wins. He gets to be free." Yep. Kane over there gets to be with his daughter. Winston gets his hotel, and he gets to yep. be the manager. And we're all gonna go about our day. And they pack up and they leave. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs> he snaps his fingers and be gone with all of you. Yep. The business is over. Leave that body there. Someone will clean it up later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is where John says his goodbyes and. All, he does. He does just say, you know, Winston, can you take me home? Right. And then he sits down on the stairs and we get a sequence of him like envisioning his wife, remembering his wife. And then he falls over. Mm -hmm. So it is somewhat open ended. I completely understand that there is a possibility that this man is not dead. Mm -hmm. But I also I'm hoping he is, if only because it's a great way to end it and just have it be done. I just want it to be done. Don't retcon yeah. it. Don't touch it. Just yeah. leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. And of course, we get the, that scene where Winston and the Bowery King are at his grave. And the Bowery King has his dog. That is John's dog that he got in the, in, in number two. At the end of the first one. Oh, and end of one. Yes, yes. And they have their little lines about, you know, you think he's in heaven or hell. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Um Never thought I would be here to, to see this day. And they just kind of go their separate ways and then credits. Yeah. You know, it is a little anticlimactic in a way. Like he doesn't go out in a blaze of glory, but, but I he think, does. But I think that's kind of the point. That's kind of what he wanted. That's kind of the point. He just wanted to be in peace. And, and he dies alone on the steps at sunrise, just watching this beautiful golden sun come up. Sure. And he also died helping out a friend with his family. Yeah. Because in the end, that, that is what I think is important to him. You can have your family. I can't. My family was taken from me. And I got back into this as revenge because I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> and you know what? I caused all this to happen. Let's... You know, bring back the status quo. The hotel can be back, and really, the only the only people who are not around are the, all the people that John Wick killed. Because yet, the point he wasn't trying to bring down this empire. He wasn't trying to dismantle the system. He didn't want the end of the continental and the end of this world and the network right. and all these people. He just wanted to be left 
alone. But they were relentless to the point that he did as much as he could and then died as a consequence. Sure. And it's sort of poetic in a way. It sucks because you want your hero to make it through. You want him to overcome all the obstacles, and we've seen him do it repeatedly. Yeah. But he's had some real low lows, and then he comes back from it. But at some point, the luck runs out. So I feel like it's a good way to end it. I really didn't see a way this was not going to end without either he's going to die or he's going to ride off into the sunset and we don't know what happens to him. Yeah. I think the way they did end it is the way to do it if they're going to stop. If Keanu is going to stop doing a continuation of this series, then this is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we're already a very long on here, but let's go over just some little details that we missed here, uh, and then we'll get out of here. We're going to skip emails this time because holy crap. Betsy, what do you got? Uh, I just want to once again talk about how good this movie looks. The lighting throughout is incredible. Like, it starts with this fucking, like I said, golden sunrise, It, it starts with a sunrise with all of these guys on horseback riding. Yeah, and there's, like, at the end, the same thing. And then throughout, it's just this, like, neon, aggressive, yeah. bright like light. Like, the Osaka stuff looked incredible. The fight in the museum where it's these neon lights around glass frames. Otherwise, yep. the entire room is dark. Yep. Like... Give this cinematographer a little credit. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's making, you know, a quote unquote an action movie. Action movie, but it doesn't work if it doesn't look amazing. And this looks better than almost any other action movie that exists. It just does. With like yeah. green rooms and red rooms. That shot of him on the roof of the hotel in yeah. Osaka yeah. with a fucking cherry tree and an arena and it's just red. Right. And like I was just motioning towards Betsy while we were in the theater just saying, look at that. What a shot that is. It's yeah. just wild. It's I just so think good. it's it is an underappreciated thing. Uh, the The thing about action movies, these kind of movies, they tend to be They have this kind of low budget energy to them as far as like the music isn't licensed. It's always electronic and the soundtrack is fucking great in this. All of these, like especially the last one. The score is insane. All of those electric guitars and techno and like I said, the Western guitar thing at the end where it completely shifts the mood. It carries this whole goddamn movie and there's so much of it. Yeah. This movie is almost completely got a soundtrack. Like from beginning, minute one, there are very few scenes that don't have music going in the background. You're right. And when they don't have the music, that's for a reason. And then just the last tiny little thing that is not really relevant to anything. I just thought it was funny. Uh, In the scene where the marquee gets Kane on board Mm -hmm. and Kane agrees, he goes, excellent. And he sounded like his dad. Oh, God. (laughs) That was the one moment where I kept thinking about Stellan Skarsgård. I think of all the Skarsgård, he looks the most like his dad. That's my opinion. Well, I said uh, he's the one who looks like a creepy little thing. He's definitely a creeper, but he's uh-huh. really good in this. He is. He is. He he plays a good villain. Um, the one thing I had, it is a very, very small thing. When they're doing the card game, 
at the very end when John Wick is, I'm done with this. He picks up a card and he lunges at the, the big guy and he cuts his neck with a card. He, paper cuts he him. gives him a severe paper cut on his neck. It's again that improvised fight style. That is yeah. so great about this Use sequence. Use whatever it is at your disposal. Anything can be a weapon. And Indeed. in this case, I'm going to paper cut you they to even, death. <laughs> they even brought back the pencil thing. Yes! Where Donnie Yen comes <laughs> and brings a pencil and stabs a guy in the hand. Yeah, bring back the pencil. The Baba Yaga <laughs> wants the pencil. <laughs> Baba Yaga will live forever in our hearts, Betsy. <laughs> All right. That is going to be the end of John Wick chapter four. I want to thank everybody for listening. Please email us your thoughts about this movie. Our email address is never seen it pod at gmail.com. Never seen it pod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We post every single day, fun facts and birthdays and anniversaries and just some funny shit shenanigans Betsy's in charge of that so blame her for all that <laughs> stuff so uh, again this has been another episode of Never Seen It we will be back in April April 2nd Sunday will be the start of one series and Wednesday the following Wednesday will be the start of yet another series going on concurrently we're out of our minds Trent yes so until then this has been another episode of Never Seen It my name's Trent my name's Betsy and we'll catch you next time bye bye